idea I ever had. <laughs> I've got. I just gotta give you this. Oh God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I. What, what are they? Oh no. You, you might. I've never seen one of these. What's this? How's, how's this work? What's this? What's it look like? What's it taste like? I don't know. I can find out later. Call me. Hi, guys. They let. They, this microphone. They let me stay Nick. Don't let me stay naked for you! If I look at it or sneeze or breathe on it, it goes off. <laughs> Thanks, Armstrong! Are y'all still venturing to my room? Are, are they going to my room and getting the thing? Oh, they got me the thing! Good. All right, welcome. Repeat after me, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, the humanity. Oh, the humanity. I really just like that. <laughs> that made me vibrate my never reach them. Actually, I can't vibrate down there at all. It's a lot of duct tape, so. Um, all right, guys, so. Who's ready for some fucked up stories? All right, I've got to give a disclaimer here. I ask that you please don't get offended by any of these stories. If anything offends you, I apologize. It was not meant to be offensive in any way, shape, or form. I ask that if you feel like you need to throw up, please leave the room. Um, I'm saying that because the last con I did two weeks ago, uh, I did not know. I was in a main events panel and I did this and it filled up and so I didn't know. It was like two, three hundred people. That one girl threw up on the floor and no one said anything. <laughs> they, they found the vomit the next morning. And they, they called me and they're like, yeah? They're like, someone threw up in your panel. And I was like, tell me something that's just surprised me. Um, I just wonder if it was during the uh, story or not. Um, all right, so you guys, I, uh, who here was at my panel last night? <laughs> Some of you. Let me go ahead and give you a rundown on how this panel started. I have, look, I'm gonna be real with you. Fucking crazy things happened to me. I'm not joking. I'm gonna tell you that 98.6% of what I'm telling you here is complete truth. The other like little percentage is like things that I need to like, huh? 
98.69. Unlike you. That's um, <laughs> how my boyfriends hear me. <laughs> so, uh, the other is just like, I, I kind of like just tweak it a little bit so that way, you know, it's a little easier to tell, funnier to tell, things like that, okay? So, uh, who here knows most of these stories already? Who here, is, who here was last year? Who here was last year? All right, all right. Please do not spoil any of these stories as I'm telling them for your neighbors. I beg you, because you want them to be just as surprised and fucked up as you were, right? But crazy fucking things happen to me. That's the God's honest truth. Drama follows me like the fucking plague. Um, if we're being real here, I don't understand. Maybe in a past life, I murdered babies. I'm not sure, but I'm paying for it now. And the good thing is that every time something really just fucked happens, my favorite thing to think of is like, you know, remember I was talking, teaching her about being positive. I'm like, oh man, that sucked, but God, that's gonna be a great story for attendees one day. When I'm over it, that is going to be a great story for attendees one day. So, um, I'm wondering what we should start off with. I'm wondering, let's see, I don't wanna fuck you up. All right, I'll tell you a story. Huh? What? Fuck. Sure you do? Sure you do. Okay, sorry. Excuse me, I'm tired. Um, and not at all high, which is a fucking problem. Um, and not at all drunk either. Like, I knew if I would be drunk, I'd be even more of a dumpster fire on stage tonight. And you don't want to see that, or maybe you do, I'm not sure. Um, so, let's go ahead and start with something. Um, let's go ahead and start off with something easy. We're just gonna look, okay? Like, tonight we're gonna do this in levels. We're gonna fish you, but good, okay? So, right now we're gonna go ahead and we're just gonna dip a finger in some lube. That's what we're gonna do right now, okay? So. All right. We're lubed up. Let's go ahead and talk about my fucking dramatic ass cat. Um, I have a cat. She is a fucking cunt. Um, her name is Diva. She's not named after the Overwatch character because she's three and Overwatch is only two. Uh, although she just recently cosplayed as Diva and almost murdered me. Um, Diva is a beautiful, fluffy white cat with a yellow eye and a blue eye. She is honestly could be cat model famous status. Um, except for the fact that she just really hates me. But like, it's not like an actual hate, it's hate adjacent. So like, she understands that I am her human, but she also understands that I am also her bitch. Um, explanation of Diva, she does not drink tap water. She only drinks bottled water. I have, I have tried. People are like, just fucking do it. Like, she's not the in charge. I'm like, you wanna fucking bet? So I decided one day it was time. Diva's gonna, like, bitch you a freeloaded pussy. Like, I need you to not drink bottled water because it's expensive. So I, um, I put tap water in her bowl and I was like, now you ain't got no choice. And of course she didn't drink it. And I was like, all right, bitch, stage your protest. The next day, it was still full. And I'm like, okay. I was like, I don't know how much you're going to now. Day three, I walk into my house from work. Diva is on her back going, 
and the water bowl is full. I'm like, fuck you, win! I'm like, pouring, I'm like, wincing. I'm like, oh my god, I even washed the bowl. I'm like, sorry that my fucking peasant water touched your bowl. So I had to put it and fill it up, and as soon as I filled it up, she was like, and I was like, you are a fucking bitch. You were gonna let yourself die to prove a point. Can you imagine that? Like, I'd be holding her, her last breath is like, I'm like, wait, wait, I won. <laughs> she is such a fucking bitch. Like, her name, like, go figure, I have a dramatic cat. Um, she sometimes, like, she does the cat spasms, you know, where they're just like, all of a sudden, like, um, hers are pretty fucked. Um, she doesn't like other people. It, it's weird. She's. I'm breaking her habit of that, but like people come in and she runs under the bed, and I swear to God, under the bed uh, comes forth the demon that lives inside of her. <laughs> I kid you the fuck not. My best friend is like a cat lover and a cat like like entrepreneur or whatever the fuck. She's like she's like I she wants to be the next cat daddy, you know? And she's like I've never heard a cat make those noises in my life. And she's genuinely sort of terrified of Diva because like she's so like I'm fluffy. Look at me. Person walks in bed and all of a sudden here. starts vibrating and smoke comes out. Like, oh, flashing red lights, like a little bit of like blood trickles out. And like, it, it is almost exactly that. <laughs> this is one of those times where 98.69, but like very fucking close. Like you understand, she is the devil. Like, I'm serious, no, she's not the devil. Lucifer actually was like, I'm, cannot handle this. Um, we're, going to, we're going to trap it inside of a tiny fluffy feline. It was one of the worst demons in the history of fucking demons. And Lucifer was like, be free. I got fucking pity the soul that gets you as an owner. And if you walk by the bed, you're, she is, she's quick. I think she was raised by snakes. Before you know it, like you blink and you're bleeding. Like, she's struck, you know, most cats are like, argh, like they'll bite you. No, she like hits you with her fang. She goes like, <laughs> like, it's like a quick like bite and like you're fucked. Like, so like when people walk out the bed or, or you get the here's Johnny version of the cat world, which is, <laughs> and like the claws are like not retract, they're like out and they're, you just see this and like, that's just it. Do not walk near it. Just like petting her belly is the ultimate fucking trap. And I know that's the case with most cats, but no, like, Diva is a special fucking case. She lays on her back and I'm like, oh, Diva. And like, I even, I get like a centimeter away and the next thing I know, I'm missing a hand. <laughs> I am Luke Skywalker. I no longer have a fucking hand and I have to figure out what I'm gonna do. Like at this point, I just have regenerative abilities. I am a, I am a lizard. So, okay, so the story this far, Fucking demon cat doesn't like people. I had a guy over. Oh, he was very cute. Cute enough for me to like dick him down. Um. So this guy and I were involved in patty cake. 
Um, so we were we were doing the patty cake and it was a good time. And I was on my back and I was looking up and I was like, yes, oh my god, like, you know, if you saw my panel last night, you know, I don't like quiet sex because that's for the birds. And I was like, yes, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And like, all of a sudden he just starts screaming at me. He's like, oh! And I was like, okay, odd, but I'll take it. Like, yeah. And he's like, no, no, oh! And I'm like, oh my god, like, yeah, get into it. And then like, I, I'm, I'm like, what's going on? Like, something is wrong. And like, is he stroking out? And then I see there is Diva with her claws in his ass. And then I hear the, and I'm like, oh no. So like, then it's a battle because he stands up and she's hanging there. And she's like, bitch, I ain't let go. And I was like, Diva, Diva, Diva. Like, I grab her on the scruff of her neck. She's like, nope. I'm like, what do I do? He's like, what do I do? And I'm like, I don't know. And then he just starts spinning in a circle. So then there's just Diva flying, like, real, real. And I'm like, she's still not off of him. She is just freaking the fuck out. And I'm like, Diva, it's okay, honey. He wasn't hurting me. I. It was great. Like, oh my god, dude. He's like, what do I do? And I'm like, I don't know. So I'm like, go to the bathroom. He's like, for what? I'm like, I don't know. He runs to the bathroom and I chase after him. He jumps in the shower and turns it on. <laughs> he thought that would help. He was mistaken. The only thing it helped to do was wash off the blood all over his body. She just starts climbing up his back. Like Spider-Man on the Empire State Building. So now Diva is like at his head and she is just like ah, 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 ah. And I'm like, ah! So I grab her and I'm like, I'm so sorry, and I just rip her off of him. And I'm like, Diva, and I just I toss her out the bathroom and slam the door. And you just see like and like the, the fucking claw. And I'm like, go to your room! And he's like, I'm never coming back here again. And I was like, so no head? And he was like, no! And I'm like, okay, cool. And then like, that was it. He, oh, he, he snuck out the back fucking door, which is by my bathroom. Like, Diva was in the living room somewhere, casting a circle and um, forming a pentagram with his blood and reciting the words we dare not say. Voldemort, Lucifer, uh, and like, so that was, that was happening. And so like, he, he goes, he's like, tell me goodbye. I was like, that's fair. And so I go in the living room and she's looking and she's looking and she's, she's sniffing and then she's like, and she walks up to me and starts pushing her head against me and I'm like, I know the fuck not. He's like, you just cock blocked me, you little cunt. You ain't paying rent. Fucking cock blocked me, you fucking savage beast. And then we snuggled for the rest of the afternoon because at that point I was no longer in the mood to have sex. Like, God. And so I just played League of Legends, snuggled with Diva, did whatever D's do. So that's 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 my cat killed my lovers. Uh, so I I don't I'm, I just wonder. You know, sometimes you go to bed one night stand, you wake up and they're not there. That's usual, but sometimes now I have to wonder, like, did she eat them? 
how many of them left in the middle of the night versus how many of them she unhinged her jaw and swallowed whole? I, like, I'm just like laying there and I'm just like, and meanwhile Diva's just like. And like she has a foot and like she stuffs a hairball in their mouth so they can't scream and she's like, you're mine now. And just ingest them and like everyone, I wake up and she's a little bit fluffier than usual. And I'm like, Diva, your coat looks amazing. And she's like. So, uh, my cat's a psychotic bitch. Um, I would not give her up for the world because she makes for good stories. Alright, so that was a good looping up the finger, you know, nothing bad, nothing terrible. Um, who, oh jeez, who wants to hear the story of my former workplace and the demons that inhabited my coworker? This is sort of like an interactive thing. So, like, not interactive, but like, I'm gonna have to stand up at some point, okay? So just understand, when I stand up, shit's getting real. So I used to work at a home health care agency. I was the QA coordinator, which just basically meant I checked over people's bullshit, and if they fucked up, I told them they fucked up. Um, and they fixed it. Well, we were having problems with people not wanting to fix their paperwork, so we would hold their paychecks hostage. Because, again, I know that sounds terrible, but here's the thing. If that paperwork gets to the Department of Health and Hospitals and we get an audit, I get fined like $10,000 for not doing my job properly. So no. Like on payday they would come pick up their checks and I'd be like, here's your check, fix your papers. And like they, they would be like, okay, and they'd fix it like that. And they'd be like, here's your check, have a nice day. Like, thank God. We had this one girl. I'm gonna call her Precious. Because that was her fucking name. Um, names are not changed to protect the innocent here. I'm so sorry. Although one day Precious is gonna sue me for slander. I know it. Um, Precious had a fucking attitude. Uh, an attitude. Yeah, you're right. It comes with that territory. So Precious was like, I ain't doing this. Get my fucking check. And I was like, no. Do your paperwork. You didn't do your job, so you shouldn't have even gotten paid for not doing your job. You get me? This is part of your job. I was like, Precious, it would literally take five minutes. Five. I know you can spare that. Five minutes, Precious. And she was like, I'm not doing this. I don't want. She threw a big fit. I put the paperwork down on the table, and I put it in there, and I took her check, and I was like, do your paperwork. Walked out of my office, walked into my coworker's office, who is the, um, the, 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 office manager, and I was like, hey, T. Lynn, her name is Tara Lynn, but we call her T. Lynn. Um, hey, Tara Lynn, don't let, like, I, I was like, oh, precious, like, whatever, she's doing her paperwork. So I just put the check on the table, and Tara Lynn's like, okay, cool. And she's like doing some billing and coding and stuff like that. So then I go into the, um, the nurse's manager's office. So we have two nurse managers, Leslie and Sakura, okay? Both of them are very cool. Leslie's a little more like, professional, but both of them were RNs, they were great nurses. Leslie was a little more like, I'm professional. Sakura was, excuse my words, but they were her literal words. Sakura was the ghetto one. Sakura was the like, bitch. Like, and you'll understand in a second. Sakura was the, the, oh yeah. She used to wear these earrings that were like boss bitch down to like here, and they would say this, like boss bitch or like MVP of I don't know what. Um, just different things, and like I loved Sakura. She was great. Uh, I remember when I first met her, Sakura was like, 
well, hey there. And I was like, hi. And she's like, this is Leslie. And Leslie's like, hi, lovely to meet you. You know, and Sakura's like, I'm Sakura. She's like, I just want to let you know this and that, da, 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 da. And she's like, oh, and never make me mad because I have someone living inside me named Shaquita. And she ain't, she ain't fun. And I was like, oh. And I laughed about it. And like, in retrospect, I shouldn't have laughed at that because she was basically telling me she had a demon possessing her body or she had schizophrenia or like multiple personalities and uh that's not something you should laugh at hindsight 2020 we continue so i'm i've been working here for a year now i go into the, the nurse manager's office and i'm like precious is getting my fucking nerves and they're like yeah she's been giving us attitude too like we're probably about to pull some of her jobs from her side way like you know like to show her like you can't you can't do half-assed jobs and expect to get paid for you know it was like i do what you need to do i was like it's ridiculous so we see out the window precious is leaving okay so i'm like okay she better go have fucking done her paperwork um and so i go and her paperwork's not done <laughs> And I was like, cool. So I go to Tara Lynn's and I was like, oh my God, put, put Precious's check in the fucking safe and lock it up. She's like, she just took it. She did what? And she's like, what? You didn't tell me she couldn't take it. I was like, she didn't finish her paperwork. And I was like, literally all she did was like, just throw a pin on the ground, go to Tara Lynn, take her check and left. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I'm not going to lose it on her. I'm not. So I go to Leslie Sakura's office, and I was like, I told them what happened, and they're like, oh, hell no. So Sakura gets on the phone, and she dials Precious, and she's like, Precious, honey, she's like, I know you probably have things to do. She's like, but this is part of your job. I really need you to come back and fill out this paperwork. And she's like, man, Justin's being a cunt. Justin, by the way, it's going to slip out at some point. My muggle name is Justin. Like, what? <laughs> I am too fabulous to be a Justin, right? <laughs> Justin. But literally, um, all my friends call me D, so please call me D. Like, don't don't Justin me. It'll make me vomit. Not that I hate my real name, but like, no one uses it. Not even my mom. So, D. So anyway, but she's like, you know, Justin, this and that. Uh, like, you know, Justin's a cunt, this and that. And I was like, I don't give a shit. I am a cunt. Like, do your fucking job. Like, I'm like, I'm a tough manager, you know. And um, Sakura's like, Precious, you really need to get back over here. Da 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 da. da you know, this and that. And so Sakura was like talking to her kind of like this, like, like she was standing up, but she had her elbows on the, the table. And she's like talking to her. So she was talking to her like this, okay? And I remember the moment it happened. No. <laughs> Sakura's like, you gotta come back, Precious. Like, do it or else, like, we will have to like look at replacements. And then Precious says, Fuck you, bitch. Sakura. Sakura starts twitching. And she's like, Alright, Precious, how about you square the fuck up and report to duty at this fucking office? I'll be waiting for you outside. You little bitch, I'ma show you who's a fucking bitch! She takes one and slams it and it shatters. <laughs> and she was like, bitch. So she marches out. <laughs> so she walks out the office, walks straight to the time card, and she's, she's like, I'ma fuck this bitch up. She don't know who the fuck I am. She don't know who I is. I'm the Cora. I'ma fuck this bitch up. She grabs the time card and she just 
not even looking where the line is, just says, boom, like just, it's like random, like on the date or something. Just like, boom, throws it in the air. She proceeds to pull out her fucking sewing extensions. Like she is just like, she no longer has feet. And I'm like, oh what? Is this is this Shaquita? And Lassie's like, that's not Shaquita. I'm like, how is this not Shaquita? <laughs> oh my god! And so Sakura is just like, fuck that bitch. There's a line of Remy hair weave like all the way out the door. And I'm like, should we follow it? And she's like, I mean, you probably fucking should. Huh? So Leslie and I go outside. And Sakura is outside. She takes off her shirt and throws it. She's in a tank top and she's like, I'm gonna fuck this bitch up. And she has her car in the, like, the, the parking lot, and the trunk is popped open. And she's like walking to the trunk and walking back. And she's like, I'm gonna fuck this bitch up. I'm gonna fuck this bitch up. And then she pulls, she has a cigarette, and it's not lit. She's like, Watch me, watch me fuck this bitch up. Reaches behind her back and pulls out a stun gun. And she's like, Crack, 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 crack. I wish a bitch fucking would. And I'm like, Shaquita? And Leslie's like, That's not Shaquita. And I'm like, Okay, wow. And I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? She's like, fucking bitch! Lights her fucking cigarette with it. I'm gonna fuck a bitch up. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And she sees me. She's like, I'm gonna fuck a bitch up, Justin. And I'm like, I believe you. I understand. Our administrator was um, this woman named Miss Gale. We hated the bitch. Um, she was so fucking old that she was like Jesus's nurse. <laughs> old and decrepit, loved Diet Coke, and she didn't know shit. She was born in that era where like they just needed nurses, so if you're like, I wanna help people, they just gave you an RA license. <laughs> um, so much in fact that I'm hypoglycemic, if anyone knows who that is, my sugar drops drastically. I need to constantly, well, like eat multiple times a day to keep my sugar up, um, you know. Who knows what insulin does? It drops your blood sugar. That's what it does. It's for diabetics. If they're having a high, like you can insulin and your sugar goes low. I once had a sugar crash. My sugar, and if you know anything about sugars, uh, glucose, my sugar went to a 13. I couldn't, yeah. Everyone was like, yeah. I collapsed and I was starting to see black spots and like I was literally just a few points away from going into a fucking coma. Um, and Miss Gail walks in and she's like, you need some insulin. Oh. And they're like, what the fuck, Gail? <laughs> and she's like, I will get it. Like, okay, bye. They close the door and lock her out of the office. <laughs> and so they're like, get him some orange juice, get him this and that. They're like trying to like pump me full. They're like, someone find some Google tablets. They're like shoving Skittles down my throat. And then like, like funneling orange juice. Because I didn't, I, like this is something I learned as a hypoglycemic, orange juice is like, the, it has the most sugars of like fruit juices. So like if you have a sugar low, if you're feeling bad, pro tip, you might just have like a sugar low, drink you a glass of orange juice, it'll spike your fucking sugar and it's great. Um, so anyway, that's how dumb Miss Gail is. Uh, back to our regular scheduled fucking program. Fucking Gail. I really wanna make a t-shirt that says fuck, fucking Gail. Like, um, people are like, oh, is that the name of a band? Like, yes. Um, so I'm outside. I'm just like, oh my god. So Sakura. <laughs> Leslie's like, that's not Shaquita. I'm like, oh my god. The door opens and Miss Gale walks out. She's like, what's going on out here? And I'm like, get inside, Miss Gale. And she's like, why? And I'm like, get Miss Gale. And she's like, okay. And so she goes back inside. And I'm like, fucking bitch. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I was like, okay. Surely. Surely. 
Precious isn't gonna show up. We're gonna be fine. Like it's gonna be all right. And I just keep convincing myself, like Precious isn't gonna show up. She's not gonna show up. She's not gonna show up. She's not gonna show up. In turns her car. <laughs> Precious showed up. Not only did she show up, but she showed up with two big buff dudes who were I later identified as her brothers. She also gets out and has a baby on her hip. Did she brought a baby to a fight? You couldn't have found a sitter for two seconds. Decisions, but not on me. So here comes Precious, and Sakura's like, I've been fucking waiting. And she's like, I'm a crazy fucking bitch, watch. Like, stunts herself just to show she doesn't give a fuck. And like, her leg kicks out, and she's like, Come on, Precious, fucking square up, bitch. Flicks the cigarette. And I'm like, Shaquita? And Leslie's like, that's not Shaquita. And I'm like, what the actual? So, like, next thing I know, like, they're like fussing at each other, and these dudes start to like, like, come out. And then Miss Gail's like, is everything okay? And I'm like, Miss And she's like, oh dear. And she like goes back in. And I'm like, fuck, stay inside, Miss Gail. And I'm like, oh my god, I don't know what to do. So, like, Precious and Sakura just like, like, no, you fucking come at me. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, like this, I don't know. So, yes, Precious has the baby on her fucking hip. And so, like, the two dudes, all of a sudden, they run at Sakura, okay? And Sakura, I, okay, understand, I need you to know, Sakura was a big girl. I'm not saying this to make you feel like, you know, because I obviously I don't fucking body shape. But you have to understand that, to understand the next part that was so impressive, Sakura was a big girl. That guy ran to her. Sakura did a jump fucking kick into his chest. <laughs> Flew backwards. I was like, Shaquita? And Leslie's like, still Sakura. I'm like, the other dude's like, fuck! And he runs at her. Sakura fucking just like knees him in the fucking dick. And then like she bends over, and I swear to God, she fucking like stone cold stunnered him. Like, I was like, hello? <laughs> Oh yeah, you gonna fuck around? And I'm like, Precious, you need to go. She's <laughs> the power of Marlboro Menthols on her side. Like, I don't know. Like, fuck. And I was like, Shakira? And Leslie's like, Sakura. Like, stop asking me that. And I'm like, fuck. And I was like, oh my god. So, so, like, one of the guys gets up and he, like, fucking tackles her from behind. Sheep shot. Tackles her to the ground. She starts beating him while he's on top of her, like, fighting back. Pushes him off. And she gets up, she's flicking gravel off, she lost her stun gun, okay? And so like she's like ripping gravel off. This other guy runs up to her, and Sakura, I swear to God, she just reaches up, grabs his hair, and just like slams him into the ground. And I was like, I was like, fuck. And then like she picks him up and he's bloody and he's kind of dizzy. And she's she looks at him and she's like, You didn't think when you came here today, did ya? You didn't think, did ya? No, you didn't think at all. And she pulls out a fucking gun and points it at his head. I hear Leslie go, there's Shaquita. All right, 
So where we stand is one guy is down, Precious is like, Shaquita's here. <laughs> she has a gun to this dude's fucking temple. The door opens, Miss Gale. <laughs> and she's like, what's going on? Oh, whoa, whoa. She was like, I didn't even have to say anything. I didn't know what to say. And like the only thing that, it's so fucking dumb. The only thing that kept running through my mind was, in a matter of minutes, I too will be able to see thrustrolls from Harry Potter. <laughs> the end that you can only view when you've seen someone die. I was like, I, I too will be able to see them. And so I stand there and I'm like, I await my fate. And I'm just like... <laughs> and I'm like... It happens. It happens. And so the guy somehow like and like tackles her. And I'm like, whoa, okay, no one's dead. But the next thing I know, the next thing I know, and remember, Leslie's like the calm, cool, collected one. She was standing next to me all the time. The guys like start pounding on Shaquita, and Shaquita's a little outnumbered. So then Leslie's like, alright, fuck this. Reaches into her fucking boot, pulls out pepper spray, and she says, and I'm like, fuck out of everyone and like Precious was beating on Shaquita too. They get in the car and they fucking take off and then Shaquita gets up she's just like wiping her eyes not even caring like fucking swollen. She pulls out a fucking cigarette and she's like <sighs> she's like thank you for having my back bitch and she's like <sighs> and she looks at me and she was like fucking sup and I'm like hi Shaquita how are you and she's like fucking bitches wanna see show the asses I'm like, oh my um, There's something you may have forgotten about this story. Baby? There was a baby involved in that. <laughs> that baby is gonna be so fucking thug. <laughs> Bitch, when I was one, I got pepper spray. <laughs> like, that baby's gonna be so fucking thug. Holy shit, who brings a baby to a gunfight? <laughs> I mean, granted. No one there knew it was a gunfight. <laughs> Maybe Shaquita did. So anyway, uh, cops and everything happened. Good stuff, bad stuff. Uh, I go back inside and I walk over to Tara Lynn's office and I'm just like, I don't know what my fucking life is. <laughs> and so like, I sit in my chair and I'm like, oh my God, Tara Lynn. And she's like, what? And I'm like, that was so crazy. She's like, did something happen? <laughs> And she's like, the fuck? story about Leslie and the fucked up shit she did one time. So I um, 
came to work early. I would get there first, and I would unlock the door and turn on the AC. Not the ACs, but like get the office ready. It was an old uh, house that the, the office was in. So I'd walk around, do all my things, all that jazz and stuff like that. Well, one day I open the door, and the, this, this smell hits me. This pungent smell at 8 a.m. just smacks me in the dick. And I was like, what is this? And I'm like, this is disgusting. We're walking around, and I'm like, I don't understand. And like, the closer I get to Terrilyn's office, the worse it gets. I'm like, Terrilyn eats something weird? Like, I know she doesn't really do that. Like, I'm so confused. And I'm like, I'm so lost. I'm like, I don't understand. So I was like, I'm confused. So a few people get there, and then Leslie gets there last, and she's like, oh, no! And I heard Sakura, like, whispering. And I'm like, what? Do you know what this smell is? And she's like, I'm going to be honest with you, Justin. I guess we forgot to take the trash out last time. I was like, oh, did you leave food in there? She's like, no, kind of. I was like, all right, all right. And she's like, all right. So us girls and our JJs sometimes get yeast infections. I'm like, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't like where this is going. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, and it's really hard to beat yeast infections. And I was like, again, I don't like this. And she's like, but like, I read on the internet <laughs> that garlic has an anti inflammatory and like a antibacterial property and I was like oh no I don't like where this is going <laughs> and she was like so I had to figure out how to get garlic in my punani and I was like alright and she's like so I couldn't just like shove it up there and I was like well why not she's like well I tried and it didn't work out and I'm like oh <laughs> glad you're being honest with me and she's like so like I, I I took some garlic and I smashed it up and like I like rolled a tampon in it oh. and she's like and I just like soaked it in there and I was like you're an RN who oh. gave you your license <laughs> Donald Trump oh. and like I, sorry I tried not to get political I apologize you had to know look at me you had to fucking know that I wasn't on the red side of the spectrum um. So I was like, go on. And she's like, so like I soaked it and like did that. And I was like, all right. And she's like, no, no, like I wore it to work. And I was like, okay. And she's like, but then it just started burning. And I was like, well, yeah, this girl like in your pussy. And she's like, so like I had to take it out. And then it hit me. I was like, Leslie, are you telling me? But your garlic soaked pussy tampon is in this trash can. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Bitch! You the fuck did not. I already have an aversion to pussy. I'm allergic. I, I like, I can't do this. I'm hyperventilating. I'm getting hives. I'm about to vomit. I'm like, you fucking bitch. I can't believe you did this shit. You just left that in the trash can. I was like, you dirty, crusty bitch. I was like, oh my God. You got a yeast infection stuffing garlic up your pussy. You just making garlic bread in your pussy. Like, I was like, this is disgusting. I was like, I never want to eat another piece of garlic bread again with your yeast and your garlic. I was like, I am fucking done. And she's like, I don't know why you worried. And I'm like, Leah! She's like, I'm going to take it out right now. And I was like, Duh. So she did. And um, 
took it out to the dumpster, and for the rest of my life, I will remember the smell of yeast infection pussy garlic. <laughs> A flavor coming to Buffalo Wild Wings soon. <laughs> Garlicky yeast pussy. <laughs> Well, congratulations, I just gave your company its new flavor. I, I look forward to you trying to sell it. I really, not, see that's the thing, I, I want to sell stupid shit just for the fun of it. Not even find like a bottle and make labels and fill up with just random liquids and be like, look, you two can have your own bottle of garlicky yeast pussy. Goes great on salads. You know when you need to toss a salad. I'll give you a minute. <laughs> All right, so that's them. Um, I think we need to step this up a little bit. I'm gonna tell you guys the <gasps> story. Who's ready? All right, I guarantee by the end of this story, you will be grabbing your chest and screaming, or at least making this face. I promise it'll happen. I've heard this story before, it still makes you go like, mm. Yep. So, about seven, years ago, maybe longer, me and two of my BFF cosplay buddies, uh, well, three of them, it was four of us all together, we are at a convention down in Houston, Texas, and we're doing our thing and cosplaying. And one of the cosplayers with me, she uh, obviously female, but she was very famous at the time for doing a Sephiroth cosplay and a fucking great one at that. Like she was well known, okay? Back in the day they used to call her Sephi Chan. Um, you may have actually heard that name before. Uh, old, 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 old school cosplayer. Like when I started, she had been doing it for like six years at that point. So, and I've been doing it for 14 years now. We are in our hotel room and She's like, guys, like, I figured out how to make the fucking perfect abs. Because if you know Sephiroth, he has that open chest. And she's like, I figured out how to make the perfect fucking uh, chest for Sephiroth. And so she walks out and she has her jacket on. And I'm like, those are pecs. Like, that's impressive. How'd you do that? And she said, what I did was, like, I lay on my back, let my titties just flatten out. And I take a piece of tape and I go from here all across my back to here. And when I stand up, the tape prevents my boobs from, like, falling. And it pushes against the tape. And it just makes, like the poops, and then she covers the tape edges with the jacket, and then like puts that, you know? And I was like, it was, it was impressive. It looked really great, okay? So, we do our thing, and I was like, I was like, oh man, I was like, that's so great though. I was like, what kind of tape do you use? And she's like, oh, I use duct tape. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Worry about it later. So we go on the con floor, we're doing our thing, we're having a great fucking time. It's about five, six hours maybe we're on the con floor. Uh, she was a judge for the uh, competition and stuff like that. So she was doing her thing, and then we go back into the room because we decide we're hungry, let's get some food. So it's me and my other two buds in the main part of the room, and Sefi is in the bathroom taking off her Sephiroth, okay? And we're like doing our thing, we're trying to lie, diva dying, and like doing whatever, and everything's fine, everything's fine. I'm excited about this potential burger and chicken nuggets. And then out the bathroom comes the most blood-curling scream. This side to fucking horror town. So we drop everything and we run. And I get to the door first and I was like, the fuck? I threw open the door and it took a second for my brain to register what was going on because all I saw was red. 
There is Seffy, naked from the waist up, her coat down, holding a piece of duct tape that has her nipple on it. I'll give you a second. There is a hole in her titty, pumping blood out. She doesn't look so good. And I'm like, so I grab a towel, I wrap it around her boob, and I'm trying to like put pressure, and I'm like, I don't know what to do here. I'm like, sit down. I'm like, someone call the fucking ambulance. I was like, uh, like, whatever. So I hear my friend on the phone with 911, and she's like, no, this isn't a fucking joke. She's like, my friend's titty is missing. And I'm like, Sefi, and she's just like, I don't feel good, D. And I was like, stay with me. Stay with me. We're gonna save your titty. And it's like, ah! Meanwhile, like, I'm telling you, the rag is drenched and red. Like, she is losing blood at an alarming rate because she literally ripped a chunk of her flesh open. And, like, the blood vessels, like, her heart rate was up. So, of course, she was like, poof, 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 poof. And I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. So, a few minutes later, uh, EMTs arrive, and there was a guy that walks in first, and he barely has his gloves on. You can tell he thinks it's such a fucking joke. And so he walks in, he's like, all right, what's going on over here? And he looks, and I just pull the towel away, and he's like, fuck! <laughs> Not a drill, sir! And he's like, oh. So he's like grabbing things, and he's like trying to do stuff, and he's like, he's like, Jennifer! And so she walks in, and she's like, oh! And I'm like, yes, just like that. And she's like, how did you, what did you, what did you, what did you, what She's like, oh! She's like, so she goes get like the little gurney stretcher thing, and like, like, Sephi is just like, I And I was like, just close your eyes and think of Genova. Like, it's gonna be okay. Like, just, it's going to be okay. And like, she's like, oh God. So she gets on the gurney, they taking her, and I'm like, oh fuck. I was like, I need to call her family and let them know what's happening, I suppose. And so I get on the phone, I'm like, hey, Mama Sefi, uh, D here, how are you? I'm not, I don't really care. Listen, your daughter's being rushed to the emergency room. No, she's fine, kind of, I don't know. Listen, she ripped off her nipple and, uh, you know, like, I just, I really don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. We're going to the, uh, whatever hospital we're going to. I, I'll let you know. Uh, call me later. Bye. That wasn't a voicemail either. That was just, like, me rambling. Because I was like, I don't know. I was like, oh my god, oh my god. So, I get to the hospital. And, like, it was like a fucking scene from, like, Grey's Anatomy ER. It was like a team of doctors and nurses. Because they were like, we want to see the nipple. <laughs> So the doors open and like they're like and like so they get her into uh, straight into a room in the ER and they're like triaging and doing the things and whatever they stabilize her they have to hang blood like I don't know if you know in the medical field like hanging blood is like that means you've lost a lot <laughs> all right if they hang a bag of blood to give her this like it is it is intense okay so we're just like oh god. I was like, this is going to be a great story one day. <laughs> and so she's just like, passed out on fucking morphine and shit. And um, at some point, like, the doctor comes in and he's like, just be aware, the next step is I'm uh, waiting for a plastic surgeon uh, to come and check it out and see what we can do, you know? And I was like, cool. So they get a plastic surgeon. He walks in and he's like, 
She's really missing a nipple. <laughs> I can't even be sassy because I'm right there with you, dog. <laughs> she missing a nipple. So like, I, I just, I honestly was like, I don't know like what else to say. Um, and so, sorry, the voice actor, Zach Aguilar, just sent me a text and he was like, your first show is so fucking amazing. And I'm like, thanks, you, he's 20. I'm like, God damn it. So anyway, um, so he's like, okay. He's like, actually like, pretty clean line, surprisingly, for a rip. He's like, it's odd. He's like, I'm pretty sure we can attach the nipple back. And I was like, oh my god, really? He's like, yeah. He's like, do we have the nipple? And I was like... <laughs> and then it hit me that there's just a piece of duct tape with a nipple in my hotel bathroom. And then it hit me. We didn't put a do not disturb sign on that door. <laughs> I'm just imagining this poor housekeeping woman. Housekeeping. It's a bloody crime scene, and there's a nipple, and like, she needed therapy. Had to. Like, I guarantee. I just, I'm like, oh no. And he's like, it's fine, we'll just like put some stuff and we'll like even out. He's like, we can graft her thigh and like put a little bit of stuff there, and then we'll just. She'll have a smooth breast. I'm like, I can't make that decision for her, but it sounds like a great plan to me, dog. <laughs> he was like, yeah, the, the tissue, the nipple is probably not viable anymore because it wasn't a nice. And I was like, oh, so there's just a dead nipple. <laughs> it's, it's a dead, dirty nipple on a piece of duct tape. Excellent. <laughs> so that is that story, the nipple story. <laughs> I, I love that story so much. So we have about 30 minutes, because I said I was going to do an hour and a half of tonight. What happened to the other nipple? Her other nipple? Oh, they were able to, they like, they did some like freezing technique where they like froze the tape and like put a lot of oil and stuff and it was able to like just peel right off. So that was cool. Um, right. How's the other nipple? Actually, the tape is still no, there. No. We don't know. How is she doing? She's fine. She joined the Navy and did some cool shit. I'm sure, like, during shower drills, it was for a very good story. Um, she's, she's pretty phenomenal. And uh, every once in a while, uh, and I'm so serious. You never know, because she still goes to con, so you never know. And she's been known to sneak into this panel before and hear the story and not say anything. So look at the person next to you. You don't know, and I'm not telling you. She could be here. I'm not joking. So look at the stranger next to you and think, are you missing a fucking nipple? <laughs> All right, so we've got 30 minutes. I can probably fit about two, three-ish more stories in. Um, I, I probably want to end with the Pop-Tart, I suppose. It's the story that started it all. It's, it's very easy, it's a fluff piece, but it is the story that started this panel, the Pop-Tart story, okay? Um, let me think. Let's do my mom and a vibrator. Yeah. I gave you a teaser of this last night. I told you there was a story involving my mother and a vibrator, and it was a traumatic story. Oh God, so many of you are like, we can't do this. I, I'm so sorry. 
No, see, I love you. I love you so much. I promise it's not as terrible as you think. It's, no, it's pretty terrible. It's worse. <laughs> so much worse. You heard it before? Okay. So, I had broken up uh, with a boyfriend of mine, and I have a pretty sexual appetite. So a friend of mine was like, you really need to buy yourself a vibrator. Like, it's gonna fill the void, so to speak. Um, and like really help out like because you're gonna be like scratching at the walls trying to bang like bang a, a sheep i don't know so or a bear, or a bear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i just need some honey um so i bought my friend got me what i can only describe as the ravers vibrator it made noise <laughs> It lit up and vibrated to the beat of music. Pretty fucking cool, right? They even had this thing on the inside that spun and did cool, like, back and forth, interesting motions. So, I had moved to Chicago, like, good lord, when I first got out of high school. I went and auditioned for some stuff and, like, moved to Chicago, and it was, it was pretty great. Um, I actually, I hated it. It was so fucking cold. Um, I lived there for a year, and then I came back home to Louisiana. While I was gone, my mom was like, oh, my mom was trying to be so supportive. She had sit, like called me and I was in some, a, a meeting or something and she left me this amazing voicemail that was like, hey baby, like you are my shooting star. You've always been my shooting star. Like you are going places, like keep pushing. I, like I love you forever and ever, your mother. And she kind of kept on. It was, it was so nice to hear that because I, I was homesick, okay? So, it was just really good. So flash forward to a couple of years, and, uh, or like a year or two, and I have the Ravers vibrator, and everything's going well, and like one night my roommate's out of town, and I'm like, it's time. <laughs> so I set the scene, I threw some rose petals on the bed, poured myself some champagne, put on some Gloria Estefan, lit a couple of candles. Mizzou says masturbation can't be romantic. Um, <laughs> me, everyone, everyone says it. Uh, nine times out of 10, you're just like hunched over, doing it real quick, waiting, hoping that the light doesn't turn green. Um, <laughs> All the time. So, <laughs> my boy. So, I, I like compiled this amazing playlist of like some like boom, boom, boom music, okay? So like, I get bad. And like, oh, mind you, this, the Ravers vibrator had this really long cord, like a six foot cord you can plug into a phone or something, so that way you don't have to like hide your phone like right near you and you can like, you know, you hopefully understand. Um, if you don't, you're learning now. I'm fucking sorry that I'm the one teaching you about this. I'm gonna have a panel called the birds and the D's. Um, I'm just like, this is a vagina. You must never go there, Simba. Um, so, we, meaning me and, you know, Estefan, um, are laying in bed, we're doing our thing, get it started, okay? So there's some, like, some Britney Spears going. So, like, some good, like, Good vibrations, okay? Then some Marilyn Manson comes on. It's like some real deep fucking shit. And I was like, yes. I had like I had some like Skrillex, some excision, like I had some really hard good stuff, okay? And I was like, this is oh good. Like, holy shit, this is good. And the song ends and I'm like, what next? What next? And then I hear it, hey baby. <laughs> My mother's voicemail snuck into the playlist. <laughs> oh my god. 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 O
moment of silence for that. You're my shooting star. Keep pushing. The worst part, since there was no underlying beat, the vibrator decided to go fucking rogue. And just like, So there I am, being jackhammered to the sound of my mother's voice. And it felt really good. And I knew I had a decision to make. I could unplug it, like pull on the phone really hard and it would probably unplug the phone. Or I could just let it happen. I, I want you to know, you should be very pleased that I fucking had the best orgasm of my goddamn life. Love you, Mom. To this date, she has no fucking idea, and I talked about it in therapy. <laughs> I threw away that vibrator that night. <laughs> It was tainted. We could not be friends anymore. Sometimes you do things in the throes of sex and after it's done you're like, why the fuck did I do that? I had so much shame. I ate an entire bag of Stouffer's chicken nuggets. I just sat on my sofa and I ate them and they were extra salty because you know my tears. And um, I just stared at the TV screen. My roommate came back and I was like, what did you do? <laughs> Don't look in the trash can. <laughs> so that is the story of my mother and a vibrator. <laughs> I'd like to say I'm ashamed of what I just said. Let me be clear, I'd like to be ashamed of it. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> so, um... Alright, what else? Uh, I have bachelor party in New Orleans. I have pop tart is last. You mind sharing the one where your friend said, Jesus says you're a homebreaker? Please? <laughs> <laughs> she would murder me. Like, murder me. Like, if I told this story. Let's just say, okay. It involves her boyfriend who, as it turns out, was into anal play. Um, I did not stimulate his anus, uh, but I helped him <laughs> and like walked him through things and other stuff and then, um, you know, whatever. So that was like the first step where she was like, fuck. Um, the next thing that happened, or one day, we are, okay, I don't know why I just said that. Like that has no conjunction with each other. So ignore what I just said about her boyfriend. I think I just wanted to tell someone that. Because <laughs> I haven't ever told anyone except for her. Anyway, fuck. I'm sorry, Caitlin. Um, she and I are out and about one day, and uh, she's significantly younger than me. Like, she, when we first met, she was 18, and I was like... I was 26. Right? 
she was 18, I was 26, about to be 27, okay? Um, and she and I were out shopping, and my phone was sitting there, and I was trying on some outfits, and my phone vibrated, and she looked, and she's like, you got a text from someone. And I was like, okay. And I opened it, and I'm like, it's a dick pic from one of my lovers. She's like, what? And I turn it, and she's like, Because she was a virgin still. And like, honestly, like, so fucking sweet, like, just adorable, super cute, but just like, and so she's like, Like, you're gonna have to work that shit, dude. I was like, but whatever. So, she was like, I can't believe I just penis. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty great, isn't it? <laughs> so, why don't we back to her house? And um, she gets, uh, she looks down at my phone because it vibrates again. And she sees the name this time. And she's like, what's his last name? And I was like, so and so. And she's like, oh! And I was like, what? And she's like, good hour. 
And I was like, did he ever touch you? He was like, no. I was like, okay, well that's good. <laughs> Do you need to talk to someone? He was like, I need a beer. <laughs> you know, that's fair. Um, and so, yeah, so at one point, Caitlin was just shrieking. And I was like, yeah, I was like, it was great. I was like, you know, like his, his wife found out that he was having an affair, so she left him, and then like all this other stuff. And I was like, I was like, you know, like it was a big deal. And she was like, Jesus thinks you're a homebreaker. <laughs> so that's the Jesus thinks you're a homebreaker story. I fucked her married gym teacher and he left his wife for me, and then I dumped him two weeks later. <laughs> How was I supposed to know he wasn't going to do that to me? <laughs> Rather be the mistress than the one being cheated on. Let's be real. So, um, let's do bachelor party. I think bachelor party works. And then after bachelor party, we can move into uh, Pop-Tart. I think that one, that's, that's a good progression here. So, bachelor party. I used to be, okay, here you go. You ready for this fun piece of information? Not, not fake. Very true. You know what I used to do? I used to be a cop. What? what? You know what I was waiting for. I used to be a cop. <laughs> Not a lie. <laughs> I outshot most of the other deputies on the range. I have a very good fucking aim. I shot with a 99% accuracy. So, so if any of you ever come the fuck at me and I'm packing, you're dead. Um, Right? I'll, I'll make like a pretty heart and your dick will fall off with bullets. And I'm just like, fuck. Um, <laughs> so, I was working for the sheriff's office at the time, and um, my, uh, one of, uh, we got this new guy, and his name was Jason. And we called him J, uh, uh, GQ, you know, the men's magazine GQ. Because Jason was the hottest fucking specimen of human flesh to ever walk this earth. looking that when he would walk into like an area that I was at I would almost shoot myself in the dick like he was so hot but kind of dumb um and it, it always fucking works out like that isn't it the ones that are always hottest are a little bit stupid like there were some days that I really thought Jason should carry a gun um he wasn't like abusive and he wasn't by any means a, a crooked cop he was a very good sweet kind friendly cop but just God gave more common sense to dirt than he gave to Jason. <laughs> God bless his soul. He's now a Mountie man. Like, he lives in the woods in a cabin and grew a big beard and wears, like, flannel. And he had, like, the babiest of faces. And, like, so that was, that's weird. I saw a picture of him the other day, and he was, like, he had a dog. He was up in the fucking woods, and, like, there was a cabin. And I was like, what happened to Jason? And, like, he's one with nature. It was like, cool. <laughs> so one of the deputies was getting married. And um, I was good friends with them, despite being 
incredibly homosexual, but you know, we all had our backs. It's, it's, it really is a family, and if you find the right cops, there are really good ones out there. You know, I know the media always talks about the terrible ones, and it makes me so mad because like, there are genuinely amazing cops out there who will throw their life all the line for you. Very, very strong. So, these guys were some of the best. They were just, they were amazing. They were all fucking phenomenal. And Jason. Um, <laughs> so, one of the guys was getting up and was like, I want you all to come to my bachelor party. Let's go to New Orleans. And I was like, oh, good. We're going to do it like tourist style. We're going to like do the Bourbon Street and shit. And um, there was five of us, four of us, four of us, four of us. And we got a room with two beds, so like there was like a little bit of banter, like who's gonna sleep with D? And I was like, eh. rock, paper, scissors, babe. It's like whoever comes up with rock gets to sleep with me. Cause that's the way I want you, babe. They rock hard. So anyway, we all got there. We're like, we'll just determine it later. So we were there for only one night. We got there early, like noonish one. We went to have lunch, uh, and then we went got ready. And we went out in New Orleans, which if you've ever been, you know, is a fucking hoot. Um, we got super plastered. It was great. Uh, two of the deputies walked off to the hotel, and it was me and Jason cutting up at the bar, doing our thing. Um, and we were like cutting up, having fun, and uh, doing our thing, whatever. And I was like, I'm, I'm tired. It's like 2 a.m. at this point, and well, I understand in New Orleans, it is a 24-hour city. You can drink till 7 a.m. if you want to. I'm well, not joking. anywhere else, too. <laughs> no, like, but they sell you alcohol, yeah. like, you all night. You can go to the bar. Like, you can go to a bar at 6 a.m. in New Orleans, and they will make you a frozen daiquiri, and be like, morning, scrambled eggs. They actually, <laughs> it's a common thing in New Orleans, you do daiquiri breakfasts. I'm not joking, like, you get a daiquiri, and scrambled eggs. <laughs> it's amazing. I I'm telling you, I know New Orleans sounds like this mythical place, and it is, you should go there. Um, but do it with reverence and respect for the city because she is alive, and if she doesn't like you, I promise you she will let you know that city is alive, she has energy, and if you go there and you're a cunt, she will show you what a cunt she can be. <laughs> you will end up with like tetanus and a concussion. Um, huh? And forget English. Um, so, we're, I'm like, I'm just, dangerous thing, you should never do it, but fuck it, like, I know what I'm doing. I'm just gonna walk back to our hotel room through the French Quarter by myself at two in the morning. Stupid idea, don't ever do that, but I did it. Um, so I walk back to the hotel, I get into our room, and uh, two of the deputies, they each took a bed, and they're both asleep, and I'm like, well, God, we never discussed this, like, who do I crawl in bed with? And I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna make this like, I'm just gonna go sleep in the bathtub. Like, and, like it'll be fine, like, no big deal. Like, I'm gonna be the nice person here. So I go and I, I grab one out the closet, an extra pillow, blanket, throw it in the bathtub, get in there, close the curtain, or turn off the light, close the curtain, okay? And I'm just like, vaguely drifting into slumberland. And I hear the door open to the room. And I was like, okay, Jason's back, cool. And um, he's not alone. I hear a woman's voice. And then the bathroom door opens. Oh, there it is. Are you sleeping the nude? They come into the bathroom and turn on lights, and I panic. But I'm like, make no noise. I'm just like, 
<laughs> and I hear him like tell her, like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm being aware. She's like, just sit on the toilet. He's like, okay. Sit on the toilet. I hear pants rustling and fabric, and then I hear. Found a grapefruit. Um, so I'm like, what do? And so I'm just like panicked. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, what do I do? What do I do? It's so pretty. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And then like I start hearing the bones get closer together and you know things like that. And he's like, uh, 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 and she's like, hang on, let me get a towel. And he's like, oh, oh, oh. I don't know. Um, and so he was like, oh, it's fucking great. She's like, yeah. You too. And he's like, yeah, fucking hit me up uh, sometime when you're in Latvia. And she's like, I will. And so he's like, let me walk you downstairs. I'm like, cool. And I'm like, we're almost home free. I hear the bathroom door open. I'm like, home free, home free, home free. There's a towel on my head. There's a towel on my head. There's a towel on my head. And I'm like, barely fucking slept. Uh, still to this day, he has no idea that happened. No, not even a little bit. And uh, god damn, was Jason's dick beautiful. <laughs> it, it really just worked out that way, didn't it? God really just blesses people. It wasn't huge. Let me just let me tell you, like, I don't need a dick to be huge for it to be beautiful. It just looked like a Greek marble carving. <laughs> it had the right veins in the right spots. The head was a lovely shade of pink. The shaft, milk and honey. No. <laughs> it was it was it was wonderful. He yeah, that was that was crazy. It was insane. Um but anyway, uh raise your hand if you're just completely offended right now. <laughs> Is there anyone upset with me? Is anyone going to report me to the convention? No. Derek, Derek, you have my back, right? <laughs> so anyway, um, that was uh, Jason's story. So it is 12.26. We have just enough time for the Pop-Tart story. This is the story 
that started the ball. I'm pleased to tell you that it is not in any way, shape, form a dirty, a dirty story at all. So those of you who are a little overwhelmed and overstimulated, this, this is good. This is, this is gonna be all right, okay? Pop-Tart. This story I used to tell constantly and forever, and people used to pee themselves, people wheeze, like it's such a good story, so let's do it. So It starts with you. Yes, so part of the, the whole I was a cop thing was I worked also in dispatch. I was a dispatch commander uh, for 911 and I would dispatch emergency calls, okay? Um, one day I was working at dispatch shift and I wasn't on the street and I was working with my partner Madonna, her real name, uh, at the time. Old, seasoned dispatcher, really fucking awesome, knew what she was doing, really great, very dry sense of humor. Opposite of Gail. Huh? Opposite of Gail. <laughs> she knew what she was fucking doing. She would give me fucking insulin. Um, actually, one time, one time Madonna was in a good mood and threw a biscuit at my face. That was, that was a fun fucking time. <laughs> We worked overnight and she made biscuits and I went and get one and uh, I put it on a plate on my desk and I went and used the bathroom and the dispatch office had bathrooms connected to it. And I walked out and I was like, man, I just, and she just, I don't know what the fuck came over. She just pelted a biscuit and like butter fucking hit my face. And I was like, and she was like, I was the original perpetual, like, per perpetuator of that vine. Fuck. Um, so, Madonna's cool, but she's very dry and, like, to the, the point, okay? Well, one morning, uh, understand, like, in dispatch, like, you have lulls and you have hard times. Uh, five till nine, you get, like, a lot of, like, domestic disturbances, people coming home and fighting with their partners, just being shitty people, like, family fights, bullshit, okay? Then it goes quiet, um, and then around midnight it gets a little, like, 11-ish, it gets a little, like, oh, because people are getting to the clubs and being ratchet, so you get noise complaints, something like that. And then right at about 2 a.m. to 3, there's a lot of fights. That's when the shootings and the stabbings happen because people are leaving the bar, they're drunk, they're making bad decisions. Okay? <coughs> I know, I've slept with a lot of them. So, <laughs> I said it wasn't a dirty story, fuck. Um, so, but then at 3, 3.30ish to like 5, which is when shift change happened, it's just completely quiet. And we used to take naps sometimes. I know that sounds crazy, like why would a 911 officer take a nap? The 911 phones were so fucking loud they woke the dead. So I promise, you couldn't sleep through that. And if you did, you're dead. Um, so. There's a hole in my story. Um, so it is 3.15 in the morning. The scene is set. Madonna is leaning back in her chair. She just ripped some book, like some of her book. She has it laid down on her chest, and she's like, like kind of just gently rocking. I just finished playing, I think I was like playing Pokemon Yellow or something. And I turned off my Game Boy, and I kind of put my head down on my desk, and I was like, I'm just going to take a small nap. It's exhausting. It was a long night. Everything's quiet. Not a sound, not a soul, 
And then the 911 phone rings. Now, let me explain how the 911 phone systems work. There's an answer and a decline button. Why the fuck is there a decline on a 911 call? No goddamn idea. Which also led me to write, like, I'm bleeding! Right? You're transferred to an automated system. Are you still there? We hope you're not dead. If this is a medical emergency, dial one. If your house is on fire, grab the nearest hose and a friend. Like, like fuck. So anyway, um, but the way it works is when the 911 phone call rings, you you all rush to grab it because you know you're trying to grab it as quick as possible because it's emergency. Whoever hits the answer button first gets two beeps in the air, boop boop, and like you know you have that call. Nine times out of ten, if there's no other calls, your partner can like hit that line and listen in, they just mute their their um, their phone, their their receiver, okay? Uh, and the reason for this is like, um, like you take turns working the radio, which is actually talking to the deputies. Uh, and so like one night you're A, one night you're B, and you flip flop. And the reason for this is just in case like, I answer as A and I should be talking to deputies, let's say I get a, a person who is maybe suicidal or something's going on and I need to I need to talk to them and give them my focus. I don't wanna be like, can you hold on and like try to talk to deputies. So what they'll do is they'll listen in and they'll grab the radio and they'll communicate with the, to the deputies what they're hearing me and this person talk to. And it's a really great, well-oiled system, okay? So we go to get it. Now one phone rings. Oh wait, hold on. Where's the phone? It's 3.15 in the morning. Quiet. I hit the answer button. I hit it first. Beep, beep. Madonna hits the line, mutes it, listens it. 911, what's your emergency? On the other end of the line is what I can only lovingly call the most just beautiful, fabulous woman you've probably ever met. Just like real ratchet, and I loved her, but I did not. Um, on the other end of the line. And so, you know, so. Beep, beep, 911, what's your emergency? Oh, you messed in a deputy out here right now! Where's right here, ma'am? 4870 Padres Highway. Sure, what's going on at 4870 Padres Highway? I'm finna tell you what I said. Yes, ma'am. So she tries to hang up and she doesn't. And we now have what's called a 911 open line. And this is where the dispatchers can now hear everything that's going on. They tried to hang up, but they failed. So I hear her arguing with the man. I get on the radio and I'm. St. Martin S.O. to all Japanese, please be en route to 4870 Poldress Highway in reference to a signal 103 Delta, domestic disturbance. A female subject called 911 advised to send deputies to her location, attempted to hang up, gave no further 911 open line in progress. Please stand by for further information. I still got that, like, fuck, like 11 years later or something. <laughs> um, it never leaves you. Thin blue line is in my blood. So, deputies respond. 4 is Martin on the way, cool. So I'm listening in. I'm listening, and I'm listening, and I'm listening, and I wish I weren't listening, because it soon becomes very, very clear to me that the reason they are fighting is because he stole her pop tarts. <laughs> And it sounded like this. I know you were saying my 
motherfucking pop tart, bitch. I would have paid for this family, bitch. I'm on the pop tart. I'm on the toaster. I'm on the plate that the pop tart was on. If this was a waffle, I would have said, let go my ego, bitch. But it is a pop tart. Um, <laughs> I look over at Madonna. Madonna is. <laughs> That's fair. And so I'm like, hey, Madonna. Did she just say, and Madonna, Pop Tart? <laughs> That's what I thought. Thank you, Madonna. And then it occurred to me, so many things do, that I advised the deputies I would give them further information. <laughs> we have a signal code, signal 67. It means theft. <laughs> Trying to be the most professional version of a dispatcher that I can be, I'll take a deep breath. <coughs> St. Martin has said all deputies en route to 4870 Pontius Highway, please be advised that the signal 103 Delta is in reference to signal 67 of a pop charge. <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you they like keyed up and like tried to talk and all you were was, I, I, <laughs> Finally, one of the deputies, my sergeant, comes on and he's like, Say, Martin, can you repeat that? <laughs> Professionalism out the fucking window. Yes, sir, please be advised of the reason they're arguing is he has stole her pop tart. <laughs> what can you do? So, so they're like, uh. <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too, deputies. Me too. So at some point, they're like somewhere, I'm going to give you a phone call. I'm like, that's wise. So my phone rings, and I'm like, Sheriff's Office, and there's my deputy. He's like, oh, it's April Fool's. I'm like, haha, bitch, it's August. <laughs> and he's like, what the actual fuck? And I'm like, I'm, we're not joking. And he's like, put Madonna on speaker or something. And he was like, Madonna, and she's like, Pop-Tart. <laughs> I'm like, how can you fucking believe Madonna over me? He's like, because Madonna ain't no fucking weird-ass fool or whatever you call me. I was like, yeah, 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 that, that makes sense, that's fair. So he's like, dude, I'm fucking scared. I'm like, why are you scared? He's like, what if she like shoots me or something? <laughs> he's like, this is obviously a crazy bitch. And I was like, you're not wrong. <laughs> Man up and do what the academy taught you. Like, just figure your shit out. He's like, oh, bro, all right, I'm here. And I'm like, <laughs> so anyway, I was thank you. I was like, I know it came from over here. Which one of you did it? I'm waiting. Love you. So anyway. Uh, the next part of the story is told uh, with it pieced together from things that I heard versus what the deputy saw and came and told me later, okay? 
So they get there, and this bitch walks out to the front porch, and re remember what time it is, guys? 3.15, by the time we got there, it was 3.20ish, okay? She's wearing shorts shorter than my underwear, a cut-off shirt, a fur coat to the floor, and just all the fucking diamond jewelry that money could buy. This bitch was a madam or something. Like, I don't understand it. I want to work for her. So anyway, I mean, that's my business partner. Um, and here she is. <laughs> you shit if a woman would have walked in and just been like. <laughs> and we're like, ladies and gentlemen, Mrs. Pop-Tart. Um, she would prefer to be called Tart. Um, Miss P. So, so they get there and she's like, I'm so glad y'all are here. And he's like, okay. And he's like, come on in. And he's like, oh God. So they follow her into her house and she walks him into the kitchen and there's a guy standing there and he's just leaning up against the counter and um, she's like, mm, come on, I got it all ready for you. On the table was a plate with scotch tape, a square around it, like crime scene <laughs> She has crime scene taped off this fucking plate. Um, she starts screaming. Oh my god! You got some of that CSI powder? <laughs> my deputy's like, CSI powder? And she's like, you know that powder where you can see if people are touching it and shit. <laughs> you mean fingerprint dust? And she's like, that's it! Fingerprint that crumb! Fingerprint that motherfucking crumb! Fingerprint that motherfucking crumb! Fingerprint that motherfucking crumb, bitch! Fingerprint that crumb! She went on like that for, I swear, like a uh, half a minute. And uh, so at some point, the guy speaks up and he's like, You're not gonna fingerprint it. I ate it. <laughs> and Lost him. The deputy had to pull her back because, like, she like ran at him and was trying to claw on his fucking face. And he, that poor dude, like, you can tell he's been through the ringer and back. Like, he's just like, he has no soul left. His eyes are dead. He might as well be like a stripper in Reno. Like, he is just like, I'm like, poor dude. Like, he is just. He's, I want to know what other shit he's been through. But anyway, so she starts screaming and hooting and hollering and doing her thing. And the deputy's like, ma'am, 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 calm down. All right. So, this is a civil matter, not a criminal matter. If you would like to sue him for the cost of the Pop-Tart, <laughs> you may contact your attorney first thing Monday morning. And does it? She just didn't know how to not make matters worse. <laughs> She gets in his face, she's like, I'm gonna sue you for emotional damages, too! <laughs> the deputy's like, you have a lovely night. <laughs> so, in conclusion, I really don't understand. I don't. I don't get it. It's a Pop-Tart. Aren't there two in a pack? <laughs> Where was the other one? <laughs> I have so many questions. 
Now, this was a toaster strudel with only one of them little do-it-yourselves icing packs, because they don't give you a lot. I would have fucking thrown hands. I would have beat that ass. You took my toaster strudel, bitch. <laughs> it's not cheap. So, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the Pop-Tart story. <laughs> If you like this, check out some of our other shows like Exotic Liability, No Applause, Just the Clap, and Black Falls. We can be found at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for The BACN on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Oh, yeah.